The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Heat, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when it's fancy I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together... Nice as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Uh, hey, welcome back to We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. So excited to be back. So excited to be doing this. We got a Kate episode. We will finally find out what Kate did this week. Well, it's, one of the things she did anyway. So. Yeah, we find out or, what. Or who she did. Yes, we find out all that stuff. It, 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 to be grammatically correct, boom. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was bugging me. Uh, we got a great crew here, man. We got everyone here. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Dawes. Reunited, and it feels so good. My new best friend who I actually hung out with in real life with the key store. What's up? The man, the myth, the legend, Jess Grisbaum. What's up? Fuge to the nooch. I'm just going to give a uh, normal human being hello. Uh, how's it going, Gunner? It's nice to be here. And we have a very, very, very special guest with us this week. Ladies and gentlemen. Big Mike. <laughs> you were annoying. It's just out of, just out of place and, and dumb. Like, it's just dumb. It is it worth every penny of it. Don't but you think? Whatever. <laughs> you told us you didn't have it, and you were just saving it for the show. I'm awesome. By the way, Doss, you got the best intro ever. Great song. <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah. So we are back, and we are going to rock season two, episode nine, What Kate Did. I'm excited to be back. And, uh, man, let's just dive into this, man. This aired originally on November 30th. 2005 one week after the previous episode it was directed by paul edwards and this is his first episode that he directed um though he was the camera operator for eight previous episodes uh, and he did a bunch of movies to enemy of the state blade little nicky um and uh, i don't know if anyone jesse did you listen to the podcast for this at all i haven't because they actually i almost pulled the clip but they talked darleton did a big talking to about uh about uh mr paul edwards and just how he's kind of like the heart and soul of the production he's the cameraman on a bunch of episodes so it was actually kind of cool it kind of gave us an input like they were talking about how jack bender's like the man in charge on the island because obviously darleton's not sitting in hawaii they're probably in L.A. working with the writers, but Jack Bender was like on location. So I like little uh, little uh, kind of peeks into the production 
all that stuff. That's why I love these deleted, these um, special features on the DVD and and stuff like that. So, um, I thought yeah. you were going to say you like Little Nicky. Uh, Little Nicky's okay, and it makes me think of Popeye's Chicken, because Popeye's Chicken is freaking awesome. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. It's the only thing? I don't, I don't think there's any. I remember it was one of the best screenings we ever had. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, not not as good then, as Save the Last Dance, the greatest screening of all time. Another story for another day. I believe we told that story on the Gunner and the Pistols podcast. <laughs> Probably several times, to be honest. <laughs> I wonder if Little Nicky's worth a, a rewatch later. It, I, I did not really care for it the first go, but honestly, it was the. It might be the last Adam Sandler movie that I watched. Like I've seen Adam Sandler in non Adam Sandler movies, and and by watch I mean in the theater. Like I've seen okay. Click, and I've seen. What about the Halloween one? I never saw that. Now, I've seen him in non-Adam Sandler movies like uh, um, Uncut Gems. I actually thought he was great in that. Oh, that was a great movie. Spanglish and and Punch Drunk. Like, those are, I don't consider them Adam Sandler movies. Those are just movie Adam Sandler's in. Well, they're not like Happy Madison. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, anyway, this song was written by Stephen Medea. Um, and do you remember us mentioning, do you remember mentioning him? Anyone remember him? But I, I, he was, um, this is his second one that he wrote and he was the guy that was writing for CSI Miami and X-Files and he was like the big free agent and all the shows wanted to hire him and they got lost, gobbled him up. So this is the second episode he wrote. And Craig Wright co-wrote this with them, and this is his second, and actually Craig Wright's final episode. He also wrote Orientation Jess with... Javier Grillo Marswatch. You got it, my no? friend. Javi Marswatch. Okay. So um, all of the cast, the build cast, appear in this episode, and of course Shannon is no longer in the build cast. Um, right. But I'm pretty sure they all show up just... The ones that uh, that don't really have a part are kind of at the funeral um, as this long, long, drawn-out process of finally burying Shannon in the ground. Fuge, I know you're excited about that. And every time they remind me that she's <laughs> dead, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's right. No more Shannon. Uh, but we got some, uh, I, feel like, I feel like we've been celebrating her death for the last three episodes. <laughs> the last three I mean, months. <laughs> we'll, we'll celebrate them for a couple more, I assure you. Uh, so guest starring in this episode, L. Scott mm-hmm. Caldwell is the great Rose. Sam Anderson as Bernard. Frederick Lane back as Marshall Edward Lane. Breath Broderick is back, I should say, as Diane Jensen. And Lindsay Ginter as uh, Sam Austin, uh, which is uh, Kate's dad. Uh, Co-stars James Horan as Wayne Jensen. Jansen and uh, J. Edward Scalafini as the ticket agent. Uh, There was uh, a couple uncredited um, I was looking, did anyone notice our sexy blue shirt girl? Cause I didn't see her, but I looked, I actually looked. Bro, I never look, I don't care about her. It's like a weird I, obsession yeah. of yours that you and you alone have that we entertain. Cause it's funny. <laughs> it is slowly like, dying though. If you, if you have, I don't noticed. share it. Like <laughs> It is slowly, slowly dying. Are we going to have a uh, some some music cue up for her when she when she? I I know what episode she dies in. Do you know Jess? Oh, interesting. No, I don't. Spoiler I don't. alert: sexy blue shirt woman dies. 
Oh fuck! Let's just oh, feel, I feel like we need to have now. Did it, you feel gross calling her a girl? Yeah, she's a woman. Well, she's like twelve in this though. Remember, she's like seven. Eighteen. No, she was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. yeah, she was way younger than to be called sex. You know, you know when she dies, Jess. Um. Is it later on or is it? I like to, I yes. like to call it. Uh, that, that is a great. Episode, so, yeah, it would be later on. That is a great thing. I, is it later on? Yeah. Let's just. Uh, it's I mean, not happening yet. So, yeah, you know, later on. You, you know what I'm zeroing in on, right? Later on. Let's just. Okay. I like to call it yeah, the yeah. Sunday this Bloody part. Sunday. Then we're then we're on the right page. So yeah, let's just say yeah, that yeah. episode she did not get Frogert that night for dinner. Okay, I got you. Um, but there was a big uncredited uh, Francois Chow as Marvin Candle. I guess we can call him. Is that is that legal, Jess, to call him that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, nice. Uh, this episode does cover day 49 on the island, and it is a Kate-centric episode. So without further ado, let's just dive into this episode. So this episode opens with a shirtless gin. Of course, we all need more shirtless people on the island. Wait, did you notice the transition here, which was very, very funny? That I love that. So, but so clearly, Jin was like, "All right, for season two, I got to get a little bit more shredded. Like, I'm gonna be shirtless in this. Like, I gotta gotta just get a little. Not that he was out of shape by any means, but he definitely got a little tighter for this. But uh, so they have this nice little scene where you know they've got their little hug, and then they you know after Jin's all shredded and shirtless, they do a quick shot going over to Shirley and he ju- or Hurley, and he just starts to take off his shirt. <laughs> Wait, did you just immediately fucking black lane cuts? Like, <laughs> like, no, 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 not showing you that. And I'm like, Wait, cool. You just, called, you just called Hurley Shirley. <laughs> I did. I combined shirt and Hurley. I corrected myself right away. I mean, had Hurley's name been Shirley, he might be. The second greatest Shirley in TV history. Well, of course, it, definitely, it definitely has the biggest tits on the island. But, I, uh, I would like to see that wet t-shirt contest between Shirley Reyes and uh, uh, Shirley from What's Happening. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but of course, Hurley gives him the thumbs up. So, uh, yeah, what did that thumbs up mean? Did, we, was he watching or was he listening? No, it's just like happy that they're back together and they're not fighting anymore. Okay, I I, I don't think he was like watching them fuck. If that's what you're implying, he's like, "You suck it to her, good, good job." (laughs) He had this very odd look on his face. It me it made me maybe a little creeped out a little bit. I think that maybe they were uh, maybe they were really loud last night because they're just in a tent. So like maybe that was it. You know, he must have heard something going on. Honestly, I think you're projecting. I think I got that he was just happy that they because they were fighting and they were ready to like they were all angry when they left. And now they're back and they're like holding each other and happy. I think he was genuinely Excited that their relationship was repaired. Does let's and let's you, be you honest. Did, did, you, you innocent, wide-eyed baby deer. That's what I. Jin got some I, mad, I, I go mad the, I love. Go the worst. Maybe, maybe Jin tried to take her pants off, and then um, they got tied around her ankles, and she <laughs> fell down, and that's what they heard. Face full of sand. Yeah. Big Mike. That, that, that's transition in, in real life. It doesn't even make sense. Only fiction is dumb. Provide such a ridiculous ah. scenario. 
All right. So then after that, we see Saeed digging a grave. We see Jack checking on Sawyer's wounds. And he tells Jack that he loves Kate. So, Fuge, let me ask you. Let's let's just dive into this. Well, Does he really love her? No, that was super ambiguous. He's in the middle of a fucking fever dream. He could have been talking about anything. So you don't think he really loves Kate? No, I didn't say that. I just well, said that's that my that question to you. Does he really love Kate? Uh, I don't think anyone really loves anyone, so no. I think Jin loves a son. <laughs> and I think Hurley loves well, Jin loving son. a wide-eyed fucking deer over here, so now I'm just going full <laughs> opposite. No one loves anything. The world is fucking black chaos and despair. Fucking whatever. Rose and Bernard, though, that's... Uh... That's the love story of the ages. Oh, that, that love is real. That defies all time and logic. I can't wait yeah. for that episode. Mm. All right. So, uh, so we then go to Kate and she's picking fruit and she sees a black horse. Keith, is this a real horse or is this kind of something else? I think it's the same thing that you see with all the people that see, like when they saw Walt and they saw other figments it's just it's just their imagination um playing tricks on them but let me throw this this out at you that that could be true but we also saw polar bear and didn't we find out why there's a polar bear on the island yeah oh i don't think we know yet oh we don't know that yet like i said so we don't know that (laughs) polar bear could also be uh that <laughs> polar bear uh, could also be a figment. Well, of it might be there because it's a figment of someone's imagination. That's why we know that. It's- I mean, I thought I thought the reason polar bear was there because Walt read the book. So yeah, that's what are I'm you, saying. Are you, are you telling me it's different? Well, no, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Walt made this polar bear appear. So you think Kate made this horse appear? Absolutely. Jesse, do you know the answer to that question? You don't have to share, but do you know the answer to that question? One. That I I had yeah straight up baffled horse. Yeah, I uh, I actually looked it up in my I was trying to find my I misplaced my lost encyclopedia again, but uh, I was trying to look that up to see if there's more info on that. It's it's probably in your bathroom where you were looking at well, blue shirt girl. The horse was real because we get confirmation later this episode when Sawyer sees the same horse. So it's definitely not a ghost horse like some of these people's relatives. Well, the bear, whether manifested or other uh, other means, was definitely there. So the horse was definitely there. It wasn't a ghost horse. It was a physical horse. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't there, but it could have been generated by her past. By her what will? I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Does anyone think that's the same horse? No. In both scenes? Yeah, no, well, no, the same horse that, oh, from her, oh, from her past. No, no, I don't think it's the same horse. So you think it's just a coinkadink? I think it's just a big ass black horse. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So next we go to Kate's. It's like you know, I okay, never mind, never mind. Let's give that gives way too much. Never mind. So next we go to Kate's. Who would spoil something? By the way, big spoiler at the end of this episode, Keith. I'm throwing it out there at you. I'm going to play a clip. Uh, from the Lost Podcast, and uh, we're gonna spoil something Sorry. today. I've had enough wine tonight that I probably won't remember. So. <laughs> That's what Jesse said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I read it by. I read it by. Yeah. If I should 
share it or not. He asked me, and I was like, uh, he probably won't even clock it, or he'll forget it, one or the <laughs> other. <laughs> All right, so we get the cat's Kate's flashback, and she's at home taking care of someone who's drunk. He tells her that she's beautiful, and she drives away. As she drives away, the house blows up. Keith, watching this for the first time, did you see that coming? No, and actually, um, I didn't realize it was for dad at first. Um, Spoiler alert. Maybe, well, I guess, yeah. But <laughs> at the time. She doesn't know either, yeah. But at the time, I um, I thought it was, she was like, was she like a babysitter? And I was telling, you know, maybe this guy was like hitting on her because she was at the house and he came home drunk and there was some guy and he was like coming on to her. I'm like, oh, maybe she was watching his kid. And then when I saw the house blow up and I looked at my wife, I'm like, well, there's no baby in that house because she wouldn't have done that. So I I don't know. I I thought they did an amazing job of making her look young. I think it was oh, just a too. T-shirt, yes. the clothing that she was wearing. But like and I, I guarantee you they did nothing to her but change her clothes. But she no, and, that, and that's why I thought she looked this. like a babysitter. Right. Yeah. I thought they did a great job of making her look like she was like 16, 18 or something. Now, Jess, you're not a Kate fan, or are you? I am not. Now, don't you think that she was awesome this episode, though? Evangeline Lilly? You you an Evie Lilly fan? I mean, she's fine. She never really blown me away. Uh, I think this is the best Kate episode, but I still am kind of lukewarm on this episode. So I, it, yeah. she just never gets there with me, you know? I'm with you. I just, and I don't even know if it's Evangeline Lilly's fault. I just don't care yeah. for Kate as a character. And again, because, you know, we keep going back to where she's just a byproduct of, of, of the male character's story. Even in her big reveal here, she's the byproduct of something some guy did to her life. And then she's the byproduct of some guy chasing her down as a marshal. And then she's the byproduct of two guys fighting. Like, what the fuck is her story other than, like, what a bunch of dudes did to her? It's just, I don't know. It's an annoying underwritten female character that I wish they did more with. Yeah. I, uh, she was my favorite female character until, um, later on, uh, in the series where another character kind of steps up and really takes the, takes the spotlight, I think. And, and takes the Kate <laughs> and uh, um, without spoiling anything, the scene at the vending machine in the finale. I don't think I've ever cried so hard in my life. You know, I'm talking about Jess. Yeah, that scene that uh, we'll get there five years from now, whatever. We'll get there. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that is a problem with this show is the, the female writing is not great. And I think they will be the first uh, to admit that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think all of the females are kind of that, you know, like byproduct byproduct of the men. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, all right. So then Kate goes to see her mom, um, who works at a restaurant. She gives her an insurance policy. So as our, uh, team, uh, council does, let me ask you something. There is no way in hell this insurance policy holds up in court, does it? Terrible criminal. Um, well, here's an insurance policy. Your house may or may not have blown up with your husband inside of it. I'm going to Blockbuster to rent a video and disappear for a while. 
There's uh, no yeah, way the mind like, gets the paid out. That was the, the last one that saw him alive, like disappears under mysterious circumstances. Like, nah, this is like textbook fraud. There's no what like the investigators will surely find evidence of her. Kate is a terrible criminal. Every yeah, 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 time and, 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 Kate is a and, terrible criminal. And and I think the policy was purchased right before she blew Yeah, out. like immediately before the accident. You know, so like it's not good. It doesn't look good. But no, but she she confesses to the mom. I think the mom is gonna is gonna expose it and just say, well, yeah. Well, she, she did. did. The mom ratted her out. Remember? There you go. And, and especially when her dad, her her, who she thought was her dad, said, "Hey, your mom really loved him, right?" Yeah. So it does as Kate's in house as our in house attorney and the person taking uh kate's mom's side how how do you fight this getting thrown out well i don't know it would be investigated for a long time but there's no you know i mean if i were if i were kate's mom of course i would never have exposed any of this i would have just you know i i I don't know if i would call the police on my own daughter even if she did this well especially after blowing up your house like so now you don't Making get the insurance. Yeah, now you don't get the insurance. You don't the get the insurance. Dead. Your daughter goes to jail. Right. She's literally left with nothing but the diner and no place to live. Maybe her ex-husband know. will take her back. Maybe that was know. Kate's motive all along. But I mean he didn't really seem like he had his shit all together. He was what, an army recruiter? <laughs> Yeah, well, he 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 had a military. Yeah, he was in the military. He was probably a recruiter. That is that bad. I don't think I I have no reason to believe that being a military recruiter is like is something that's looked down upon. I don't think military. it's looked down upon. I just think it's a, not like a particularly highly paid or respected role within the military organization. I think you're wrong. I believe that I? when okay. people kind of age be out of mistaken. being, you know, military strategists or whatever when you guys when you age out what do you do with those people you you make them recruiters i don't think is that true does anyone here have any military experience no my father-in-law was a military recruiter he could kill me with his bare hands so i'm trying to make him look better i mean i'm not saying my my father-in-law is a military guy I, just, I would say at the very least, he's a career military man. So he'd been doing this for years and years and all the benefits to go along with that. And so now he's probably taken a step back, you know, not active duty anymore or, or something like that which was my guess. So uh, I just, never- just throwing out there. I don't think they send their brightest and best at the recruiting. All right. So I, I Googled um, <laughs> military recruiters and it says, um, one must hold the rank of sergeant, staff sergeant, or sergeant first class, which is an E5 or E7, at least four years in the service, and as well have completed at least one term of enlistment. So, so not necessarily like uh, that's general. very minimal yeah. requirements. Yes. That's yeah. like that's like four years of service. Yeah, that you went to the military. Yeah, but they're career, okay, but they are career. They are experienced in the military. Yeah, yeah they went through they one were. term. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're absolutely experienced in the They've military. I just don't think they're like, you know, I, well, whatever. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to upset. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't. I don't. Right I don't, I don't I just, know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. I just I this guy doesn't strike me as someone who's like 
going home to a, a palatial mansion that right. like he's mob, not general he's a modest Golf, man right he's a modest humble man but you know that they, they they designed him to be in sharp contrast to kate and the deadbeat dad that she killed okay yes if that if that's sharp the judge, position so, that you're going for yeah. then yes she you know i think he i think he does come off as kind of like you know he's he's a humble he, he's he a humble guy and but he's very straight straight you know he's got he's on the straight and narrow he he does everything right, and he's got this wholesome kind of. Well, and I think uh, the modesty and the not being extravagant plays into that even more so, right? Right, right, right. So this guy is pretty much the antithesis of of Wayne. Right, right. He's okay. not. He's not. Okay. I, I okay. I I'm good with all of that. Uh, Keith, I, what what do you think? What about Kate? What do you think? So. What was it? Season one that we saw her with the whole bank heist stuff. I'm sitting the whole time. Right. But I'm I'm sitting the whole time thinking that's why this guy was chasing her to begin with. Right. Because they didn't they didn't lay on that that there was something before this. So to me, this is all like, oh, not only did she try to rob a bank and this guy's chasing her because that's what I thought. But the problem was. Now I realize she she actually murdered somebody, and that's what initiated the and you know the chase. And so for me, it's like it's like tagging on multiple scenarios on how like kind of a I don't know not necessarily a shitty person how Kate is, but just more shadiness. Oh, she has poorly executed many crimes. Yes, she shouldn't have told her mom to be. Number one, <laughs> that was that, that was first mistake. mistake number one. Mom does not seem look like as much as I was ragging on dad. Like mom's life looked fucked. But this was a this was a total blindside for me on her backstory. I, I had no rec- I had no like thought that there was anything outside of what she already, we already saw. And you thought she didn't exist up until the moment she robbed a bank. No, no, I just thought that's why the guy was chasing her. Oh, so you uh, thought okay, so, that's what Kate so, did. Yes. So Keith, you don't you don't remember when I blew this fact. I spoiled it like many episodes ago. I just, no, just like Jesse out. said, I would forget it. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, good. That's great. This I'm glad this came as a surprise because I felt horrible about that. I was like, oh my God, I blew the whole Kate episode. The, the I conflated them. What did you say? Time. I don't even oh Oh, you said she killed her dad? I was like, yeah, yeah. It didn't wait. I thought she killed her dad. You know, because I remember that episode. I remember this episode. Someone was asking, like, so yeah, why was it? Why was I think Keith might have asked, like, so 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 why was her mom so upset when she came to see her in the hospital? And I was like, obviously, it's because she killed her dad. You know, like, duh. Or something. I think that's what I said. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really remember. What You're right. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. You might have edited it out. Uh, I, I, I at least beeped it out if I didn't edit it you out. You might have beeped it out, Gunner. That was good. That Because you remembered right after this happened, you are like, oh, got to take that out. I mean, I, it's a big I, giveaway, right? It's, a, like, it's <laughs> kind of a big giveaway. Well, it's not the biggest giveaway, but it's a big Kate giveaway. It's probably the biggest Kate giveaway that you know, not only was it like you know, it's not like John Locke, where you know, John, like, look, I think we can all agree John Locke kind of accidentally killed Boone, uh, but Kate straight up murdered, murdered. yeah, like, she, she murdered, like, the first murdered degree. that guy, yeah, premeditated, plan yeah. all that planning that's what they call first degree murder, 
Oh yeah, like, like she took out an insurance policy. Like yeah, she, right, right. That's first. She thought about this for a long this is, fucking this time. Is methodically plotted out. So she had a plan. So, she let me ask you. Muted it. Like oh yeah, she sat on the porch waiting for him. Like oh no no. She's like I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. So yeah. Doss, look, I'm gonna murder you. this guy. Nope, I'm in the middle of murdering this guy. Oh, I murdered that guy. So Doss, and as, she went to her mom about it. So Doss, making as, her an accomplice. I know. As, huge idiot. mistake. Huge so as, mistake. As a defense At least she attorney, had plausible deniability before you said something. She could have maybe yeah, could, insurance right. policy. Right. Doss, as a defense attorney, I got to ask you this: when she's in the car with the the FBI agent or whatever, whatever. Um, I'm not sure what he is. Marshall. Um, He's FBI, I think. Yeah, Marshall, Marshall or whatever. Marshall, yes. Yeah. But he asks her, he specifically says, did he touch you? Is that why you killed him? She literally said no and got offended by it. Why wouldn't she just use that as her, as her alibi? Once and again, he, like, she's not a very good criminal. Her. Not an alibi. It's an yeah, excuse. No, no, no. But right. like, 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 not even alibi, just be motive. like, oh, motive. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. he molested me. He raped me. Well, and- then you have motive for murder. Don't give him no, that. No, no, no. You're not using the right terminology. You mean defense. Okay. Yes. yes. You, why not use it as a defense? Uh, you know, she blew that too. You know, but she, but she, she, played, she actually got defended. She actually got offended that he asked that. Because he, he, he baited her. Well, you know, no, that's what they she do. didn't want to be. She didn't want to be seen as a victim. Like she got molested or raped or anything. Like she's stronger than that. That's why yeah, she yeah, got right, it. right, right. But he is not the guy that you got to prove anything to. You say nothing to him. Yeah, you don't say shit to that guy. He's, a, he's an agent. Fact, he's probably recording everything. He's probably got. He probably had a recorder in. Yeah, the, dude. Literally, the only thing you what, say with his, to that with man his Palm is, Pilot. What's he recording with? A wire, know, they, they're, they're 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 FBI agents. I don't I don't know, but he's a U.S. marshal. He could have a fucking uh, audio. Uh, no, but this is 2002. Like, what do they have? They have MP3 recorders. They could then. record they things back then. Recorders, bro. They, could, they had the technology back then. Bro, they had they had wires it in, in the eighties. Like, like, what are you talking about? Did he have his uh, his record player with a recorder and a microphone in the trunk? Yeah, bro. Didn't they have microphones on guy? They had wires on people. Yeah, yeah, like come on. <laughs> you, you don't talk to the police. That's what I've been told. And yeah, I, you shut the fuck. The I only thing you, you say to them is quiet. But yeah, I guess she said she, she couldn't help herself, and then she kept saying things like, "You know, you don't even know me." Blah blah blah. But you shouldn't even say anything. You should you shouldn't even say that. You know, don't say anything because you know then you really foreclose defenses like the battle well, when, when they read you your Miranda rights. They literally go. They don't go. Anything you say will be help save you in the court. They say anything you say can and will be used against you. Yeah. Not in your defense, not to clear the air, not to make sure we find what's right. It will literally be but, uh, used I, against you. I, I agree, you. but I'm just saying he did try to like touch her and tell her she was pretty. So Okay, okay. Like, but yeah. so so she blew the battered woman defense. But there that is a well, no, 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 no. The battered woman defense went out when she didn't like stab him to death. When yeah. she Took out an insurance policy and blew up the house. Yeah, yeah, There's right. no battered woman defense because it's fucking premeditated murder. That's, that's, it's not like he true. was beating her and she slashed him in self-defense. To yeah, stop with, with a steak murder. knife. Yes. Yeah, like there's when she blew up the house, 
the battered woman defense was gone. Like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she just should not have gotten caught. She shouldn't have told her mom. She shouldn't have told her mom. The big, the big mistake, biggest mistake. Was well, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's really walk this back. She shouldn't have murdered a guy. <laughs> right. She probably shouldn't have. Let, done let's that. really start at square one. She shouldn't have fucking murdered the guy. <laughs> but that was that was in her heart. You know, like her dad said, it wasn't in his heart. Or her I don't have dad. murder in my heart. Well, yeah, how you, are you? So that means that means that what he was really saying is you have murder in your heart. That's why you're thinking this. Yeah. Like you're asking me, why didn't I kill him? Yeah. It's like, cause you're a murderer and you're, you're wondering murder. I'm not a murderer. Go to wasn't murder. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, that was wild, you know, but I mean, future, you're totally right. She is the worst criminal. Like she's just criminal. awful criminal. Just and she's every... kind of a badass, but like she does everything, you know, so, you know, hey, what? she's a recklessly. Bumbler. Recklessly, she's, she's a bummer. If you love your mom, if you love your mom, and you don't say shit her, to your mom, you don't tell her because you then fucking, she, by her being silent, she's no. an accomplice. To your but murder. if you love your mom, you disappear into the night and yes, don't even right. say goodbye. That's right. You don't say anything. For so, like, I was maybe thinking maybe you yeah. call him out of the blue, like three or four years later <laughs> right right and you're like hey i'm not dead like you you have to disappear off the face of the you can never see i totally agree you have to disappear off the face of there you can never see her again um it will be obvious to her maybe that you know that, that you murdered uh, the, the the dad from your disappearance but telling her makes her an accomplice and yeah, you know you've, impl- you've implicated your mom now. Yeah, you exactly, exactly. What, like, what it's just a what, bad play. You you you've gone from her not being implicated in a murder to her definitely being implicated. Definitely in being an accomplice yeah. to aiding yeah, and abetting right. a murderer. So you know that that was so like I was well, so that's the about, thing, right? So now if she doesn't call the cops, she's aiding and abetting. That's right. right. She's an accomplice. Yeah. That's right. She's literally committing yeah. a crime by not calling the police yes. now. Absolutely, absolutely. So she's accomplished from the murder. Yeah, like the murder. Yeah, she's she's helping cover it up. Yeah. So, so it's really bad, really bad. So, so you guys were saying like how Kate is like not well written, right? And I was thinking, you know, I loved this episode. I thought it was so badass. But there are such glaring mistakes that she makes that I'm like, yeah, that they really wrote her like an idiot. I mean, they just made her into the stupidest idiot of all time. That's why Evangeline Lilly went on to this podcast and said, you know, they didn't really write my character the best. It's yeah. Decisions like she this. had to defend it because these choices are so bad. <laughs> they're terrible. Like, they're they're, like, I don't, like I, you know. They're maybe, irredeemable. They're totally irredeemable. They're, they're maybe like, it's wait, wait, good writing. How can you be that like, stupid? If she is young and she like isn't supposed to know, maybe you'd make those kind of mistakes. But like, if you premeditate murder someone like that, you don't go telling people about it. That's right. Well, okay. So maybe there's an explanation that makes sense. Maybe the explanation is based on what her conversation with with the you know whatever sergeant um, pseudo dad. She thought her mom would be into it. She thought her mom would be like, oh, thank you so much for murdering my husband. You know, like, 
I was, I was dreaming of doing that, but I didn't have the courage. Like, I'm so glad you did it for me. Maybe that's what she was thinking because no, Kate's God, got then, murder then, then in her she's heart. Even dumber. Then she's even dumber. Because yeah, that, if the person thought that, they would have walked away. They wouldn't keep fucking showing up. First rule of psychopathic behavior 101. Don't assume everybody else is into it. That's how you get yep. caught. Yep. <laughs> Bad psychopath. Well, let's let's move on. We can come back to this later, but let's move on. Uh, let's go back to the island. So funny rule. That's the fun. yeah, the psychopath's playbook. I should write this. <laughs> so back Don't at the island, everyone's into your psychopathy. <laughs> uh, so back at the island, Kate is back with the fruit, and Jack tries to get her to go to Shannon's funeral. So Jesse, Jack just cock blocking Sawyer. Like after Sawyer admits he loves. She loves Kate. I mean, Jack's kind of a dick right here. He's like, oh, no, go to the funeral. Is that just me or is he cockblocking? Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, he, he feels like he has to do something. And uh, so this is uh, being an, an idiot is his only move. So he's just uh, going to try try for it, I guess. Uh, Keith, who's she, who's she going to end up with? Sawyer, Jack, or someone else? Well, I thought it was Sawyer, but spoiler alert. Now my my opinions might be Shirley. <laughs> Think she's gonna be with Shirley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then Echo goes to see Anna Lucia before Shannon's funeral, telling her most of the people know it's just an accident. Daz, do you, do you believe that? Uh, yeah, I, I I was inclined to believe. All right. Yeah, we're just kind of flying through this episode because I mean uh, I I believe that the people that weren't close. I mean, here's the thing murdered shannon like <laughs> i think most of the people like so i know we just said the first rule of psychopathy is is don't assume that everyone's into your psychopathy but i think here's one where like the rest of the island's like bro you killed shannon thank you like oh my god like we all wanted to do it but no one could do it and now she's just gone thank you Thank you, Anna Lucia. You did what the rest of us could. So, Jesse, is Anna Lucia a woman that's actually written correctly? Like, she's, she doesn't really have men kind of leading her story, does she? Um, I like Anna Lucia. I know, that's why and I asked you this question. I've always liked Anna Lucia, so maybe it's just, uh, you know, I can't really, like, tell, but it's... I wouldn't mind like uh, her and Jack would be a good pairing. But I mean, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't have a male leading her story. I mean, there's really only one male yeah. leading her story. Big Mike. I mean, no other men is really. Uh, <laughs> How long have you been waiting for this? You, I feel like you've been it's glad. Really, it's out. Just, you've it's been like sad. asking questions to lead up to this, like for like ten <laughs> questions. It, it's just sad because it's not. Funny. Oh, it's hilarious. All right. So let's go to the funeral. So at the funeral, Saeed speaks. Fuge, is Saeed really the most a- appropriate person to speak at her funeral? I mean, he banged her like three days ago. I mean, he really doesn't know her, does he? He knows her better than any of these other idiots. I guess. Like, bro, it doesn't have to be the best, just the best in the room. I guess. Boone was already in the ground. 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's give true. me a better candidate. Vincent? Dog? The, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> all right, so then back to the hatch. Kate is uh, <laughs> talking to the unconscious Sawyer, and he starts choking her. Uh, we then cut to the alarm going off, and Sawyer on the ground, and the clock almost hit zero. <sighs> I would ask, I'd ask you guys about Sawyer choking Kate, but I think the bigger question, Keith, I'm, I'm throwing your way. What do you think happened if that clock actually did hit zero? Nothing. You think it's all just in their brains? Nothing important? Yeah, maybe, maybe like a, like a time vortex would have like stooped them in and like started the clock over and they wouldn't have known it happened. I don't know. But with that being said, the whole thing with Sawyer and Kate, I didn't know what the fuck was going on and and I had to rewatch it later because I was like, I don't even know what Sawyer was doing. I didn't realize the whole scenario with who she was relating that back to till later in the episode. And I had to go rewatch that because it didn't make, it made zero sense when I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we go back to Kate's flashback again. She's at a bus station buying a ticket for Tallahassee when our good friend, Edward Marsh shows up, the marshal. He shows up and arrests her, telling her that her mom gave her up. Would you guys, what would you guys do? Would you rat on someone like Kate's mom? Or say one of us killed someone. Would you Would you rat us out if we told you? Daz, I'm going to ask you because you have a, a legal obligation as a as a, an officer of the court. What would you guys do if, let's just say I murdered no, bro. I think I couldn't because I'm an attorney and anything that you told me could be held in attorney client privilege. So a future killed me because I played Big I, I would, if I played that one too many times and future killed me and came on and told you guys, what would you I would, do? I, I, I think I would assume that he was telling me as a client and I would try to, you know, keep it a, a secret confidential but if you guys were there then it would probably be presumed that it was not confidential because you're you waive confidentiality when you tell other people but i would assume that he didn't know that so i would treat it as secret but a court might order me to reveal it what about you keith if future calls you up and says i murdered gunner what do you do honestly um i say did he try to rape you did he touch you and he said, no, he just played the big mic clip one too many times. At this point, like what, you know, okay, okay. This is a very good question, Gunner, because, okay, there is a big case happening with that. What's her name? Gabby? Gabby, uh, yeah, yeah. P8? P8, yeah, I know. Pinera, Pin, whatever. Pieto, I, I think it's Pieto. Get, get, get. That, that, whatever that story, whoever that that that, that poor woman is, I, you know, it's, it's a terrible tragedy. But the family has been, I think, advised by their attorney to stay quiet. They're not saying anything to police. So, you know, who knows? They might know where he is. I don't know what they're they're, they're saying, but obviously someone is saying, you know, look, you don't have to say anything, and if you say anything, you could be exposing yourself. So stay quiet. And that's they, they must be doing that, you know, on advice of counsel because, you know, they're real, being very, very regimented about it. I think they do have an attorney representative. There are, I think, times where you just have to be like, I'm not saying anything. 
you know, I don't have to say anything or it would be, I can assert my fifth amendment right because I don't know if I would expose myself to liability by saying this. Jess, are you ratting me out if I kill someone? If I kill J.R. Ford, are you ratting me out? No way. I'd <laughs> applaud you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, no, man. Uh, no, but really think about it, dude. Like, would you or wouldn't you? Really think about the situation. Like, you'd be confronted with a really terrible scenario. I would think about whether uh, there was if I found out on a, you know, on a podcast and if there was <laughs> recorded information about it, uh, or if it was, it came to me in a way that I could easily deny and uh, go from there. That's a good, that, there you go. That, that's, that's some, uh, you know, good analysis. I, I, you know, I don't know. Every situation is different. It's hard to say what the right thing to do is in every scenario, but you know, you've got to think about that. If you don't report some things, are you going to be charged with being an accomplice? You know. Uh, now, future left. Do you think he's actually killing someone right now? <laughs> future, you can you hear us or no? He's feeding something. I, I hope he's he something. went. He didn't go a killing, as they say. Yeah, he, he, I think he went to go kill Big Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, then, let me go back to Jack, who now goes to look for Kate. And uh, John Locke cuts off Jen's handcuff finally. <sighs> and Michael asks John about the blast doors. And he offers to show Mar- Michael the Dharma film. And Echo asks to see it as well. And uh, Keith, with Echo being kind of a, a godly, a man of godly faith, and John being a man of island faith, how do you see these two guys getting along? Very well. You think so? Oh, yeah. So um, I do. I just, do just because they both rely on something that's that they they believe deep down their hearts. So I do want to share this. I do think this is awesome. Is, is that we're gonna? I'm gonna take you guys to the Darlton podcast as they talk about this scene and kind of do a dramatic interpretation of the time Echo meets John Locke. We this moment when when Echo and Locke meet is is sort of one of our complete personal Be- because high we know what's coming, which is a lo- which is a lot. But, yeah. Um, so there's the water sort of dripping in the back of the tunnel, and right, Locke and then walks. Locke has just pushed entered the code. Yeah. And we hear the flip 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 of the numbers back to 108, and then and he walks into the tunnel and he sees Echo standing there, and they stare at each other for a long time, and then he says, "Hello." And then and then Echo stares back at Locke, and he goes, "Hello." It's just the greatest thing ever. I mean, now that's good writing. That is quality writing. Really, <laughs> excellent writing, Jess. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't think I really kind of clocked it until their dramatic reinterpretation of it, <laughs> and then now it just stands out like uh, it's perfect. So Jack finally finds Kate, and he yells, and she cries, and Jack gets handsy, and they start kissing. Jesse is. Jack a dick for kissing her right after hearing Sawyer's confession. I put that on her, man. She went, she went to him. So I, I, I think I absolved Jack in this situation. Really? Do you absolve yeah. Jack future in this situation? Or is he a dick for kissing Kate after Sawyer's confession? Uh, Jack's always a dick. 
Uh, and I did hear everything you said while I was stepping away. I do not appreciate being accused of murder on both accounts. Well, hopefully Big Mike's dead. So uh, regardless of how many big yeah. mics are thrown about, and the only thing I was going to throw out is like, bro, if you can tell someone about that, like, and you like, you, yeah, you're an accomplice now, especially if I took out an insurance policy in your name. That you benefit from. <laughs> awesome. So, no, I don't think yeah, I don't, it's not. A, it's not. Not. Yeah, it's not a good, uh, you know, track record for her. I don't think Jack's a dick. I think he's just taking what he can get right now. Ah. Well, Sawyer's down. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. So. Well, is that not a dick move? No, not necessarily. It's just it's just when when the quarterback's hurt, you're going to score, right? I mean, there's not many options. I mean, I mean I, Rose I, is now I, taken. A sports analogy, like Sun is I now taken. A sports analogy, but it's not appropriate to. It's not ubiquitous to life. I mean, there's not many ladies left to choose from. So. Right. Yeah, but don't go for the psychopath. That's, but he, he doesn't know that. Yeah, but she's uh, been kind of... No, he knows that she's up to shady shit. He no, but he doesn't know that she uh, killed her dad. Yeah, well, but he knows that he can't trust her. It was a whole plot point earlier. Mm. All right, so back yeah, to wouldn't the- you Wouldn't you guys wonder about someone who was wanted by a U.S. Marshal? You, wouldn't you guys just be like, you know... That's what I'm saying, man. Like, it, yeah, again, but- it's just like it doesn't add up. <laughs> But how what many times? How many times in your life have you seen a woman? You're like, I can't trust her, but she's hot. So let's see what happens tonight, bro. The only time too many times. Okay, if yes. that lady's in handcuffs <laughs> is if I put them on. I would. Okay, so basically, can't be in handcuffs. She can't be pre-handcuffed. That's that's usually a red flag. <laughs> I, I I would guess this. This is what I'll say. I, everyone's everyone's. Uh, you know had their experiences with some psychos maybe in their lives, but Jack is at the age that he should probably, you know, have his defenses up and kind of be able to sense this. He's but to on be, like psychopath murder Island. His, his but but, yeah, but you're right. He is on an Island. And to be fair, he's not trying to get married and raise a family. He's just trying to get his, like trying to get a little something. Whistle whip. Yes. <laughs> I get that, but like, uh, I mean, nah, fucking any any fucking harbor in a storm. I gotcha. All right, all right. So let's go back to the hatch then for a sec. Uh, they watch the film, and Michael questions it and asks about the missing parts, which John discounts as just frames. Um, which, of course, Jesse, we do know about editing prints together and about missing cells and stuff, missing frames. Um, Keith, do you think that, uh, there is more to this tape or do you think just that one section that, uh, we find later? Well, I did notice that literally when, um, Michael asked, he's like, wait, what's missing with that film? And, uh, Locke was like, oh, it's just nothing. That was to me, a total obvious of like, there's something right. Yeah. It was, it was very blatant of a, a statement. So I was not totally surprised when. We found out there was more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then Kate uh, is then uh, at Shannon's grave when Saeed shows up and Kate asks him if he believes in ghost. And he tells her about seeing Walt and walks away. Uh, we see that there are three graves. So Shannon's, I assume is one. I assume Boone's the other. Jesse, who's the third grave? 
Uh, hmm. I'm not sure. It was a girl who drowned. Yeah. What the, oh, okay. What the, the swimmer that couldn't swim. Okay. Well, did they actually do a funeral? For, no. Or they did do. It. They did do a funeral for um, what's his name? The guy that uh, the, the the two guys that we keep getting screwed up. That they get screwed up. Josh and Steve. Yeah, Steve and uh, Scott. Scott could. I think. I think it's Steve or Scott is the other body. I don't know what happened to those two. Well, one of them got uh, killed by uh, uh, by uh, what's it called the 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 the, uh, the guy that was kidnapping uh, uh, oh, Ethan. Claire Ethan. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, and then the drowner maybe just got washed away, huh? Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was wondering if they uh, scooped Arts into a bag and brought him back. <laughs> oh my god! Good heavens! <laughs> I said it was Arts. I thought I thought for sure it was Arts. There were at least like pieces of them. But I know they brought some of them back with them just on them, like on their shirts <laughs> and hair and stuff. Oh, yeah. to bury. That would not be a gravestone. It'd be a mosaic. All right, so back to Kate's flashbacks. Uh, Mars asks her why she killed him. So, Jesse, do you know why she killed him at that moment? Uh, at that moment, I don't think we're we know, but I mean, I remembered. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh. So then, uh, so then back after Mars guesses, uh, a black horse comes out of nowhere and causes Mars to crash the car and Kate kicks him out and drives away. So like I asked you earlier, Keith, is this somehow that same horse? No, yeah. not at all. Uh, no. no. All right. So because horses don't transplant across the ocean into deserted islands. Unless, unless it's science fiction, it's not deserted. And there's, there's people there. All right. Well, well, a a island Ooh. in general. Yes. Uh so hey, I know we've discussed ad nauseum, but how Kate is a fucking terrible criminal. Uh, but she already murdered one guy. Why does she not run over the deputies? Said the marshals head here with the car when she's driving away, and just make sure that he never tells anyone where she goes. Because she's the when. killer with the heart of gold. I don't think that's true. I think she's just a bad criminal and didn't think to run this guy over on her exit. She's definitely not a smooth criminal. She's trying to clean up her ways. She's mid murder. <laughs> so future, we know. Okay, so if you once you've murdered someone, that's like opening Pandora's box. You're like, well, like I've what? entered the yeah. I've, I've, I've entered Murderville. May as well just you know. Well, if, if you're a Catholic, once you do it once, like you're going to hell. Like you might as well <laughs> fucking earn your place there. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 look. All I'm saying is if. She She's was sloppy. Willing to, she was willing to blow that house up with the guy in it, like put him to bed and take off his shoes and like get really fucking intimate with her murder victim like that. Like, dude, that's <laughs> that's dark. Like she put him to bed. Like she's a fucking cold-blooded killer. Like don't like don't dance, don't pussyfoot around this. Like she she fucking like Dead-eyed looked that dude. Oh, what's that smell? Oh, it's your breath, you drunk. 
put him in bed and fucking murdered that guy. And then, oh, oh, I'm I'm the monster for saying that she should have drawn over the deputy's head on her getaway. Like, no, that's like the logical next step. Like, come on. Naturally. But here, you know, what you're saying kind of brings to mind this question of what actually got them off of the road. Do you guys did you guys see what happened? Did he just like jerk the wheel? I don't know what happened. I, yeah, it, I don't. I didn't know. Clear that. what? What? What well, was that? The island that's that 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 that, that did something that to, to no. Me? I thought he saw the horse and just like pulled the wheel. And here's the thing: if I was Kate, I would have just pulled the wheel, fucking Fight Club style, and flipped the car and hoped for that exact same consequence. Anyways, like that, you're that, already that, you know, caught. That might work. That's a big risk, though. It happened anyways with the horse, so whatever. Yeah, the horse, the horse, the horse did it. That was a, that was an incredible, uh, you know. That's a that's a big uh, coincidence. If it's a coincidence, you know, why why is she seeing the same horse in that same spot? Similar horse, perhaps. Similar horse. You know, is it what what if it's if it's in her head, and that's what we were. I think that's what we agreed before, right? It might be in her head. Uh, we, we said maybe. We didn't agree, but we said maybe. Well, you know, what would explain that? You know, what does the horse mean? That's what I want to know. What does the horse mean? Horse means different. is it a harbinger of something? So, so let me ask a question. So we know that Christian Shepherd has showed up on the island. Jesse, I'm trying to figure out a way to ask this question. Is it possible that the way the horse is on that island is the same way Christian Shepherd's on that island? That's a theory that I've had that I can kind of debunk it myself, but I kind of like to uh, think that that's a possibility. Well, debunk uh, it then. Like, can you debunk uh, it? Is it because of what? Uh, I Jeremy Bentham, I is it because of Jeremy Bentham debunking it? I can't debunk it without Spoiler. getting into specifics. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about when I say Jeremy Bentham? Yeah, I know. Um, cause that kind of debunks it. Don't you think? Or no, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go with like, uh, instead of being like, I'll just say, like, for now, it's just a, a manifestation of the island, however you want to interpret it. That's way, what my feeling is. Okay. That's a good answer. Very good answer. Very good answer. So back in the hatch, Michael checks out the computer as John sits down with Echo and listens to the, the story of Josiah finding the Old Testament at the temple. He then gives John a book with a film strip in it. So uh, when you saw that, Keith, did you know what? was on that film strip no not at all i mean at that point you, how, how would you know right actually i thought it was uh a different film like to me like i remember the first time i watched it i'm like does he have another like video and it obviously wasn't it was just i mean i was i was hoping it'd be more information on what happens if you didn't put the code in but mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be James Bond uh, villain footage of their secret lair. Because <laughs> that's typically what's on like microfiche. <laughs> you know, uh, like, my, it was like eight millimeter, wasn't it? 
or 35. Yeah. I don't know. With my experience in uh, building films and everything, uh, it's a miracle that he found the right place to put it like uh, immediately. And uh, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. I don't, I don't even know how, like with all the splices and everything that were in that film already, like how would you know exactly like where the chunk was and where to put it and all that? I think he literally just put it at the end. <laughs> no, because he, like, he he inserted it where it where it went. Yeah, like it was the the stuff we've already seen was before and after it. Yeah. Oh, was good call, it? Jess. Good call. Mm-hmm. Oh. All he's, right, so next scene. Yeah, it was. He's right. It's right in the middle. Yeah. So oh, the next scene right, in this, boy, the next scene in this episode is the greatest scene in the whole show so far, uh, and of course it, it's Hurley who is the audience. So back uh, to Jack cutting logs, and uh, Hurley shows up with the line of the episode, probably the line of the whole season so far. So Rose's husband is white. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> so I have no questions for anyone. Uh, no point to make. Just Hurley's awesome. And he is the audience. And that's the greatest scene of the episode, I think. Yeah, I laughed a lot at that as well. I literally, <laughs> my note was like, LOL, he's the audience. Like, even though um, I didn't remember. And if you recall, I think when we first talked about Rose, I said that her husband might be white. And I, I totally did not remember like that that was a plot point. Like I was just like, I don't know, maybe she likes me. Like, who the fuck am I to judge? We live in a, a So something country. something I didn't realize, but in listening to the Lost Podcast, uh, they actually the end of the episode, they share they were talking about message boards. It's really this is a really good podcast uh, episode. Uh, but they were talking about message boards and stuff, and they pointed out that at one of the big theories was that Echo was Rose's husband. Did any of you guys at any time think Echo was Rose's husband? No. No. When? No. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about the first time we watched this. No. I, I don't think I did either. No. Well, she said her name, his name was Bernard. Yeah, and they, and they introduced him as Bernard, didn't they? His well, yeah, name the, was the, Echo. The first time we see him, though, he doesn't. we don't know his name. But eh, Oh, oh you mean just like visually? Did, I guess. You know? I never thought it was her either. So that was that's kind of a racist comment. Well, yeah. that's what like Hurley was saying. Like, well, no, things were different in two thousand two. Keith, comment, that's the implication. Like, that's the <laughs> thing that most people would jump to, especially. No, know, I'm not saying I'm not saying Gunner's comment was racist. I'm saying maybe the um, the podcast uh, directors were. That was just like oh, saying, not uh, speak uh, ill of Darleton. Like, there's there's no reason to assume there that it's husband just because he's a black guy. Well, I don't think they believed it. I think they were reading. No, no, the audience. They wanted the audience to believe it just because he was the black guy. I don't think they wanted the No, no, they just said that it. that was a theory. Yeah. They well, weren't I, trying to get anyone to think that some people just thought that that might be the case. Well, okay, well, those people are racist then. Yeah, stupid <laughs> racist. You're just going to kill you. It's easy. It's and, easy. is going to get them off. All right, so then after a quick... Yeah, well. Quick shot of Kate going back to the hatch. Uh, we go back to Wait, Kate. Who, who is Doskin enough? I'm I'm confused. Never mind. Yeah, I threw I threw a giggity in there. Yeah. <laughs> Getting him out of jail. So anyway, I like the the, the Hurley. No, 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 no. Well. I, I thought I, we were talking getting off. That's what I agreed to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so we go back to Kate. Uh, it's the scene where her seeing her dad. We find out that Wayne was her father. So, Daz, did you remember this before the reveal in this episode? Um, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't I either. Didn't. Did you, Fuge? Nope. Jess, you did, though, right? Yeah. Jess, that's why he is our lost. No, I, I, yeah, that, that's a weird one. That, that's a very forgettable part of this episode, I think. I think Even though you said she murdered her father in an earlier episode, you forgot it in this episode? With the murder or the... the, the, the no, the fact no. that that was her father. Yeah, yeah, that, that part. I, I forgot that. I forgot the part where it is revealed that the, the, the victim of the murder was her father. Oh, but you said she killed her father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant it like at the time, I guess, her father figure. I didn't her really that father or whatever. Okay. I, I, I actually didn't think about it. I didn't think about when I said that, I, I don't I don't think I really thought about it. I just knew that there was like a there was like a person that was fucking her mom that she killed. I don't really remember whether she, he was her actual father. So you or gave away father. more than you even realized you gave Yeah, away. yeah, exactly. You're right. Wow. Totally. Okay. Well, by saying that, I was more right than I really thought that I was. I was Doss, Doss giving away more than he realized. That sounds yeah, like a girl, a girl on a prom night. When I said that, I did not remember ex- precisely the relationship between um, the victim mm. and her. All right, so I, then we we go back to the hatch, and there's hold a up, very... hold up, Gunner. Did anybody see, did anybody see the uh, Easter egg in this scene? I did. I, I know what it is. I didn't see it, but I. What was the Easter egg? So on the TV in the background, there's footage of, uh, you know, uh, of like Kuwait or something like that during the Gulf War. And there's Saeed. Saeed's on it. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, I missed it. But I I read that. I read it when I was going through my notes. Um, That's a good one. Not it's it's not as obvious as Hurley being on the news. And oh, no, that was just. Yeah. Front and center. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That was a good Easter egg. So, so then we get get to the scene where Wayne is apparently speaking through Sawyer, and she talks to Wayne and tells him that every time she sees Sawyer, she thinks of him. Sawyer then wakes up. So Keith, going back to the whole choking thing, um, is Wayne speaking through Sawyer? I think it has to do with the whole like her seeing the horse and her. I don't know. I mean, I do you think Sawyer was really speaking, or do you think she just imagined this? I mean, Look at her. No, Hurley literally, I was trying to say this early in the episode, Hurley said something. I can't remember if he said it was projection or whatever it was, but then Jack was like, oh, what, are you a shrink now? And he's like, no, but that's like what the shrinks called it when I was at the mental hospital. <laughs> like right, right here, that would be projection again right she's projecting her own problems and beliefs on the you know fever dream madness mumblings of sawyer but the way this island's been working now is i assume that whatever your biggest fears are are going to show up on the island right jack's Jack's dad showed up what's not biggest fears it's just your most like unresolved issues yeah. i guess yeah that's fine whatever whatever you want to stay pop but, up as an avatar or right but whatever personal figure, whatever right? personal demons you have are going to show up on yeah, the island right. yes but that's not transference that's what that's what was it yeah it was transference not projection yes thank you 
but maybe it is projection. I think projection fits better here, but I think projection is when you take yours and put it onto something else. Transference is when you just shift it around. So Jesse, we we never... I'm I'm mincing terms right now because I'm not really paying attention. We never find out exactly what happened here, right, Jess? No. What do you, what do you like, think? What are, what are your thoughts on this? I just don't even know. Like it, I think they're just trying really hard to, to tie in the flashback to the Island story here. And I just, you know, it's like, this is one way to do it, I guess, but yeah. it, it's never anything that's like resonated with me. And I just kind of let it go. I just move on to the next, next storyline. Oh, I, but I thought it was, I thought it was great because it, it it's like, a, it's, it's another supernatural manifestation of the island and it, it, it adds a little bit more mystery how, what is the how is the island doing this and why and why is it happening to Kate at that moment and why does she need to hear or ha- have this confrontation why does the island want that to happen hey and echo also said in this episode don't mistake coincidence for fate right I actually, that's my next comment. So back to Locke and Echo splicing the missing pieces. He tells Jack not to mistake coincidence with face. And uh, so let me, let me ask you, Jesse, I keep throwing things at you, but what relationship do you guys like better? John and Jack or John and Echo? John, Echo and John, for sure. Yeah, I'm Jack and Locke. Jack and Locke. If does, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like the, uh, I like the, the, the lock and echo team. I, I mean, I think it's very intriguing. I don't know if there's a, you know, I don't know if there's a choice here. I don't know if it's like a matter of picking which one I like more, but I mean, I'm very glad well, to see echo. So, so to me, the, the dynamic is logic versus faith and competing faiths. Yeah, they're two. They're two men of faith having a. Yeah, it, it's competing faiths. I you know, I, I kind of feel that bringing Echo into this situation and teaming him with John is a way to kind of free Jack up to do other shit, because that leaves yeah. Jack can go off and be with Kate and Sawyer or whatever he needs to do. He can go off adventuring, and he's not locked into the theological side of it. No pun intended, right? Locked. No, no, very intended. That was very intentional. All right, so so, final scene in this episode. uh, Jack goes and sits with Anna Lucia, and we see Michael working on a computer. John and Echo watch the missing piece, as we say, Jesse. Wink, wink, and a nod. Um, And then it's telling them in this this missing piece not to use the computer. Keith, why do you think that he's not they shouldn't use this computer um probably because it's got uh chat rooms and they don't want them to go on aol and um like hook up with people i have no idea so i mean the, my last point is we find out that michael starts chatting with apparently yeah. walt do you guys think that's really walt say, you're not that is, that is. far off there <laughs> <laughs> that is not walt by the way you don't think so no it's 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 definitely a uh it's 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 somebody pretending catfish? to be. No, yeah, exactly. It's a catfish. <laughs> Who the fuck yes. knows he's there to catfish him? Mr. Friendly. He just hears Michael and types dad. That is some amazing catfishery. It is so targeted. I mean, it's the, it's the island just coming back at him. It's not 
I think they don't want him using the computer because whatever they're punching the numbers in must be very important, and they don't want him doing anything else to fuck it up. Yeah, it's part of the research project. They have to keep them under control. Do you now? Do you think that they are the subjects of the research project, Keith, or are they actually doing something to help this research project? No, they're the subjects. Totally, there's a reason that plane crashed on the island now. And I'm, I'm totally believing this now. Yeah. So they're they're part of the master plan. So then, do you what do you think of Desmond then? Was Desmond um, sent there to get them kicked off? Like this whole journey kickstarted for them? You think we'll see Desmond again? And how would he have just randomly bumped into Jack at the stadium ahead of time? Yeah. Do you think that he's works for the Dharma Initiative? I don't know. And again, don't mistake coincidence for fate. Well, let me do this. Let me. Uh, I, I, I've seen enough science fiction movies to know anything's possible. So. So let me do this. Yeah. I promised uh, I promised a uh, spoiler. So I'm, I'm going to play this right now. Um, it's actually from the Lost Podcast. And like what, I, what I've explained several times, and I'll do it again here, explaining why I'm playing this, is I'm trying to recapture on a smaller scale the... Um, the original viewing that like Jesse and I had together where we dove into all this extra stuff. And, and obviously I am not playing the whole podcast, but I try and pick things out. And, and so this is something we learned at this time when we were watching it. So I'm going to play a little clip here. It's from the lost podcast and it's a question being answered and they have a great answer and it's going to reveal something and uh, we could talk about it after it. So here's a clip from the lost podcast. Carlton, if I may, if I may start, sure. Niella nine nine nine, just one short of a thousand. Fantastic. Sorry, Niella. Good luck with that. Asks, <laughs> can we expect flashbacks from any of the guest stars on Lost, like Desmond, Rose, and Danielle? I guess Danielle would be R- R- Rousseau. Rousseau. Yes, we call her Rousseau. We do. Yeah, you know, we are you, not. We're not, not as familiar with her basis. as you are. Pardonnez-moi, Niella. Niella. So you and Danielle. <laughs> nuff, nuff, nuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, that is an extremely good question. Um, we think it would be actually great to do that at a certain point. And I think particularly um, with Desmond, I mean, Desmond will be, um, will be coming back. And um, we, we're very interested in knowing more about Desmond. So I think it yeah, would... like, where did he run off to? I mean, like, yeah. if you thought, like, not pushing the button was going like to be catastrophic, would... why did he run away? Like, where would he... I where mean, the world's going? still going to be destroyed a couple of miles away on the island. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense that he'd go running off unless... Unless he, was... he had another plan. What what would that plan be though? Hmm, that's an interesting thing to think sort about. Of fascinating. But uh, assuming that he did have another plan, but yet somehow ends up back in our encampment. Yeah, we'd want to know what that plan was, right? And then we'd want to see some flashbacks. And I think the whole sort of history of him um, down there in the hatch. Uh, Pushing the and button. the mysterious Kelvin, who he sort of refers to. Right. Kelvin, who was the uh, sort of original hatch man. At least that's what he says. You yes. know, on Lost, you never know. Right. But um, I think that would be really cool to explore. So 
Um, if you guys like the other 48 days, maybe you will see an episode downstream where you'll see uh, see something out of the, the island's past. That would be cool. Yeah. And then, obviously, with Rousseau, we've sort of always talked about, uh, you know... Doing an episode entirely yeah, in French. Yeah, doing an episode entirely in French. And she's referred to all sorts of misadventures that she had on the island before we came running into her, you know, including the, the sickness that swept through her research crew, the murder of her lover, Robert, and most importantly, the loss of Montan. Arm, arm. My- which is which is the story that I've been itching to tell. <laughs> exactly. The um, is there any is there any connection between the loss of Montan's arm and the fact that Dr. Marvin Candle has a fake hand? Uh, I don't know. Is there? And there's. We also found a glass eye in the uh, in the Arrow mm. Station, which is people yeah. just uh, lose body parts. I think easily on the exactly. Island. It, it isn't a widely known f- fact that actually Marvin Candle has a fake hand. You have to sort of watch the film. A fair amount of time, so I think that's a good nugget of uh, of, uh, of podcast oh, exclusivity that you just downloaded. There. Wow, that's cool! And, and and would it be possible, Damon, that in a future episode we would discover why Marvin Candle has a uh, fake hand? I suppose anything's possible, Carlton, but yeah. you know, unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> in, in any case, I, I think we probably should wrap it up. I know we have a so a couple things from this clip, Keith. Um, did I ruin anything by telling you Desmond's coming back? Well, apparently uh, they referenced Kelvin, so apparently there's going to be something really, really hot or really, really mm-hmm. cold that affects the island. So, Well, we did mention Kelvin back in Desmond's uh, episode because, of course, Kelvin is a J.J. Abrams thing, which is named after his grandpa, which he sneaks into every project he does. But, yeah, I uh, guess it just says that they're going to have some backstory on how he got there and why he's there. So that's good to know. Were you, are, you, are you surprised? No, I mean, why? Why not? I mean, Did, I mean does it not seasons. spoil it that there's a line in our opening with Desmond saying, "I love you, Penny"? I mean, I guess he had to come uh, back. You know, to, to be say honest with line. you, I, I don't, I don't know who all the lines are from in our opening, and I'll just Oops, rec- ruined I'll it again. You blew it, Gunner. Just let some things be a mystery, bro. You don't have to explain. I, I, it I, did I? Is this? Should I not have played this clip, guys? I think it's interesting. I think it's it's a fine. great. I just think we should have just played. He's this gonna clip. forget about it. That's that's yeah. Don't that's worry, fine, we're fine. But yeah, but what are you telling me? You're telling me there's gonna be a flashback. Okay, that doesn't spoil anything for me. Yeah, this doesn't spoil. I mean, except just saying, oh, Desmond's coming back. That's really the only thing yeah. that's spoiling. But uh, yeah, I, I, I always it, like when. When Lost was airing, I always liked knowing whose episode it was going to be before I watched it, mm-hmm. and uh, that 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 was really the only thing I tried to find out. So that was uh, that's the way that I watched it. So I have I have, I have seen this I've seen this series front to back I think three or four times now, until this moment today. I did no memory of Marvin Candle having fake hands. Did, does he really just? Oh. Yeah, like, really? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does, he has a prosthetic arm. Do they explain this in the show? Hey, yes, hey. they do. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I've seen this show front to back five times, and I've listened to this podcast before. I have no memory of Marvin, Marvin Candle having a prosthetic arm. He's the uh, he's the Dharma Initiative guy in the video. The, yeah, oh yeah, the orientation video. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I didn't realize that was his name. So I have a trivia question for the almighty uh, Jesse. Apparently in this episode, there were two original castmates who had never um, exchanged dialogues until this episode. 
Do you know who they were? Um, hmm. Is one of them Saeed? No. Oh, I would okay, have said Saeed. Jin and Locke. Oh, oh that really? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Where'd you find that? No, no kidding. Well, yeah, yeah, how did you? How did you? How did you there's and Lostpedia. Be oh, careful God. on Lostpedia, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I look at my one episode only. Uh, there's a oh, lot of God. spoilers God, in those. Okay. You got to be careful. Be careful, man. You're going to show up one day and be like, what the hell, man? Hurley was the center of the <laughs> island. Thin ice over there. <laughs> don't, when you ruin it, don't come complaining to us. Dangerous waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you start nailing all these questions that Gunner asked you, we'll know what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter, cheater, pumpkin eater. I was honestly future. I was just about to say that. <laughs> We've been hanging well, out way too fall, much over the last it's it's six months. Coming up, you know. <laughs> I just go down to the trivia section. It, basically, all I do is read all the episode guides, and it like gives me a reminder of what I watched. And then there's a trivia section, and uh, there's no spoilers in that. So. It's hard, it just you don't know what's just in there. Just be careful. It's yeah, there, 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 there is spoilers in the trivia because there's things that I see and I'm like, oh, I got to remember to bring this back because they'll they will do that. They'll be like, oh, yeah. One of them was the briefcase when they found the briefcase. They're like, yeah, an episode like six episodes from now, they'll actually have the episode where they find. the. So, yeah, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful. All right. We'll do I'll just drink more wine and then we're all beginning. Just, just, just be careful. Well, guys, that's what my wife said when she fell on her face today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but we do have to say goodbye to a couple people today. Of course, Shannon finally being put in the ground. Fuge, can you get on with your life now that the death of Shannon has been dragged out for like four effing episodes? Do you feel like you can finally put it to rest? No, I'll never be able to put it to rest. Will they have a memorial next episode? I hope not. Don't really come back as a zombie. And of course, Wayne Jensen... You maybe touched your daughter inappropriately. She says no, uh, but it's not his daughter. It's just the daughter of the. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it was his daughter. That's right. Oh, are you talking about? Are you talking about the Rock, Dwayne Johnson? No, Wayne oh, Jensen. What? Oh, Wayne Jensen, Kate's stepfather. Oh. Wait, did did he know that he was? I don't dead? think he knew. I, I don't. I'm gonna say that. So I'm, who knew? Just the real dad and the mom. I'm guessing huh. Wayne Jensen eat a bag of dicks in hell that's all I gotta say he got blown up pretty good so you know. he got blown the F up and, and when did Kate know this because she did say that she wanted to kill him because she you know hated that he was part of her right so I guess when- she did know then yeah, so then she did. No, yeah, no, no, no. Like, didn't she confused. Didn't she say that's when she decided to kill him when she found out that he was But when did she find out? Mom must have told her. Obviously before she killed him. 
Oh, whatever. We have to redo this whole episode. I don't know. He's dead. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Start the start. We have to rewatch the episode and do this podcast. And let's all look at Marvin Candle's fake hands. Because I did <laughs> not know that. Did Can we at least him? have uh, four um, big mics if we redo the episode? <laughs> I've erased Big Mike. Big, I don't believe it. <laughs> fucking fool me once. Shame on you. Fucking big Mike me eight or more times. Shame on me. Well, unfortunately, you know who was not in this episode? Big yeah. Mike. <laughs> I love you, Future. Love you, man. Love you like a milkshake. No one's going to enjoy this. That's just. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that is. Season two, episode nine, what Kate did. Jesse, next week, not one of your favorites? No, it is. Oh, it is? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it was great, but I thought when you texted me today, I thought you were saying it's your least favorite episode. Well, which one is uh, next week? Next week is the 23rd Psalm. Is it a Charlie episode? Actually, technically, next week is a clip show. Um, yeah. In the original airing, they took like a three month break. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like a big break. And, and then uh, they, they ran a clip show, which we can or cannot, if you guys want. I mean, I kind of feel like watching the clip shows, like I don't have to watch them anymore, but I'll probably watch it again. Um, we, we can watch it and just not talk about it. Yeah. Or we can watch it and say, hey, is there anything we need to talk about? Because I'm doubting there is. Uh, for those looking it up, it is. Uh, and they talk about it in the podcast. They mentioned the clip show, and then they said how the uh, ABCs probably would be mad at them if they heard them calling it a clip show. It's a recap, Lost Revelation. So, hey, did we talk about Jack and Anna Lucia having a drink? Oh, I mean, we I kind of glossed over it. I just thought it was funny that, you know, she's like, oh, you sure you want to waste that on me? And in his mind, he's like, well, the only other piece of ass on the island is going for someone else. So, yes, I will use this <laughs> liquor on you. <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, the other funny bit was Sawyer thinking they got rescued and then walking outside and a very, very fine son of a bitch. <laughs> yes 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 so next week at least they have bunk beds now that's i mean that's a step up from where he was at last up. bro i would want to hang out in the hatch like all the time yeah exactly me too oh next week air conditioning oh I'll, I'll, I'll wait i'll wait and, and play the clip next week but we uh the, the podcast drops an amazing name jess next week geronimo jackson Oh shit! They dropped that name on the podcast. So, those at the Xboxes, download the Geronimo Jackson song on your Rock Band game. Only available on Xbox. Kind of pissed me off. Uh, but that's the episode. So, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, no. Just what well, I thought it was funny early in the episode. I don't know if you talked about when. Um, Jack with Charlie was uh, sitting on the rock playing his guitar and he was like, Oh, Jack, like, uh, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah, dude, everything's fine. Just shut the fuck up and go back to playing guitar and being worthless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't murder. Yeah. That's my final thought. It don't murder anyone else, Charlie. So Keith, let me ask you then, um, which 
of the following would you like to see their origin story flashback first? Would you like to see Echo, Libby, Rose and Bernard? Or would you rather see like Desmond, uh, Danielle Rousseau, someone like that? Well, last on my list would be Rose and Bernard. Like, <laughs> I hope that's a season finale and that's why everybody hates this show. <laughs> um, but I would probably say Echo. Echo? Yeah. He, he definitely has like his silence and his lack of words to me says he has a lot, a big story about him. He's seen some shit. Yes. So without looking it up, uh, the title, what, Psalm 63 or whatever? Psalm 39, maybe? Psalm 20, 20 the third, 20, 23rd. Who's got, who's got a Bible handy? Oh, so look up are, that. are you telling me we have an Echo show coming well, on? Well, and I'm street? just saying, Why who do you think that Psalm, the, the, the internet. who do you think the 23rd <laughs> Psalm, that episode well, it's got to be, be Echo, Mr. Bet, it'll, it'll be more yeah. fun if someone looks it up in an actual Bible. I mean, I he, he did bring the Bible out. Google and get the answer immediately. But, but it wasn't a Bible. It was a fake book holding a film strip. Yeah, but, but it looked you know, like aren't you curious as to the reference of Psalm 23 or whatever it is? I don't even know what Psalm we're looking up. Is yeah, huge Psalms. Psalm? That's right down your, 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 your guys. There's lots of Psalms. I'm sure any random number you say up to a certain point is correct. Well, no, I'm just so, saying like, uh, I mean, that Psalm could be. Don't you need, need a book and Psalm pairing? It's not just a number. Well, oh, no, a Psalm is the whole psalm verse. Is the Lord it's a whole is my chapter. I shall not want. He make me lie down on green pastures. He leads me aside still waters. He restores my soul. That, that all. But my oh, Lord is yeah. my. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. quote. The Lord my is my shepherd, mm, Jack Shepherd. Could that be a shepherd wow. episode? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days so of my life, and I will dwell Jack, in the house of the Lord forever. Jack is God. If the Lord is my shepherd, that doesn't make sense. Or maybe Christian shepherd. Maybe it's a Christian shepherd backstory episode. Wow. Maybe he'll show up again. Actually, oh, honestly, wait. this is it's it, this is one of the You can't fool me, Gunner. It's gotta be an echo episode. So it is a great episode. And uh Jesse also pointed out so then wait, what's the one you say is the worst episode of Lost? That's just coming up soon. No, yeah, the Charlie one that he joined, isn't it? it? No, it's the next Charlie episode is my least favorite episode of Lost until Oh it's called fire plus water yeah 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 and i can't well, i can't wait uh, for, Doss, for uh, best, something else best, coming up that's that oh part. i was gonna ask Doss real quick what's the best episode of lost ever i think it's um yet to come no you said in the episode in season one that you Remember the best oh, episode ever? That's right. Which one was it? I don't remember, remember what which... episode that was. <laughs> it was not the best episode well, ever. The future right. flipped you. Very medium at best episode. Borderline I don't know. I, look, every it, it, you know, every season has its its high points and low points. I don't know if it, you know. It, it's all it's all one story. You got to think of it like that. <laughs> Jesse, what is the best episode ever? Uh, I have some favorites. Without uh, describing it, just give us yeah, just give us the title. Number. I love the finale. I know a lot of people hated it. I love the finale. I love the finale too. Uh, I there's also a uh, 
there's a great like standalone episode in season four, which is what's, you know what I'm talking about. What's the name of it? The constant. Oh, that's what that's what I was gonna mention. That's I thought you you said you turned your back on the constant. No, that's one of oh, the best. Okay, that is. The, the I think that is. That's probably the that, best that, that's episode. One of the best. I think all the so the season finale of season four is one of the best. Although the uh, greatest, season, uh, the three finale. Uh, there's there's a there's quite a few at the in the back half of season three. I think that ranking easily in the top like ten or five of the show. Like uh, so, there's a lot of good stuff coming. But my, my favorite season probably overall is season four. I agree with you. That's my favorite season. I think overall season four, and I and I like season five a lot too. But season, yeah, season, season four, four I, is great. Honestly, I if you if you put a gun to my my head and say the great best episode ever, if it's not the constant through the looking glass, the reveal is the greatest moment in TV history. The reveal in that episode. All right. Well, I that's enough talk about episodes that no one besides you has seen yet. Well, we've all seen it except Keith. Well, but our listeners are supposed to be virgins as well. Well, greatest we're, episode in TV history. Just, we're just teasing them now. They could be good. removing it just like you. Good, good. Let them uh, let them be teased. We are whetting their appetite. Yes, yeah. whetting. I like that. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Um, all the Wide Open Mic podcasts are back in full full fullness so we have to go back of course is just one star in the great future as uh we also have uh our twin peaks podcast they're back in their full fullness their and our perspicacity is off the charts as well folks don't worry about it <laughs> yes. it's amazing firecast with us also featuring the great future <laughs> and, good show you should check it out yeah, yeah. i'm tripping i'm tripping face first just to listen to your episode well, if you do, if you do watch it, start in the middle of our podcast. Start start in the episode called "The Pilot" because the first half of it is about the, the return. So you can rewatch with us starting at the pilot. I did download um, on my Plex um, Twin Peaks, so I'm probably going to start watching go. it so I can listen along with you guys. Awesome, awesome! It's great. Also, if you if you buy NFTs, buy on chain wine. It's a great product. You should, you should definitely buy some on chain wine. Yeah, and, and apparently, if you want to get some nodes, contact. Oh, if future, you want some gala nodes, yes. Hit, email me about some gala nodes. I have a deal for you. And if you want to get in early on this audio NFT thing, just give Jesse and I a call. We'll explain. Don't more. don't do that. It's <laughs> utter nonsense. <laughs> Uh, they called Steve it's be, Jobs it's crazy the, back hey, in the I bet day. your first uh, audio NFT is going to be Big Mike. Big Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Fail. See you next <laughs> week. Every, every revolution sounds insane to start with. So. Exactly. It doesn't uh, sound okay insane. I'm telling you, it's, it's <laughs> wildly. All right, never mind. Never mind. It's a <laughs> phone. Why would I want to go on the internet? Why would I want to take a picture on a phone? What are you talking about? People thought those people were crazy, and now we all have one of these. But that is not the same thing. And You're future. talking about getting celebrities to do one of one ringtones. I am. I'm going to give away your idea because it's fucking madness. It's I wild. Gotta go, guys. Love you all. We'll see you next week. Madness.